Where are you? Let the Bachelor Weekend commence! The boys brought me upstate to this epic haunted house. Like, people actually died here. Her upstate? With a seance, the spirits speak directly through us. Cannot go for more than 90 seconds. Am I clear? What happens after 90 seconds? Don't want to stay. Talk to me. When the road is me, blood will thicken. The devil's pulse begins to quicken while the body rots to dust and bones. There's a tear in the heart where the devil roams. I like him. Everybody here dies by dawn, Beth. There are four magnificent queens in this house, and she's not done yet. Tiempo de la fe. Se termina rápido. Hello. Is anyone there? Are you lost, little girl? Welcome back to the Scare Valley Podcast. Do you know what that sound was at the end? It was uh, Godzilla. No, it was like a glove or something that had stuff oh, on that was played Christ. over the over a, a mandolin or some such stringed instrument. How many of those did you recognize, Pete? I fell asleep halfway through. Oh, nice. That was very long. I feel like you did one of them twice. I didn't. I did different parts of one twice to call back. I think I recognized two of those two clips in there. One was Evil Dead. Yeah. And the other one was that one in Spanish. Oh, Godzilla. So I guess that's three. Well, those were the top 10 movies of uh, 2023 on ScareValue.com that we're going to talk about today. Is that what we're doing today? That's what we're doing today. All right. Pete, how was your Christmas? It's Christmas? It was. Mm. Two days ago, Oh, man. I got so much stuff. I don't even know what to do with it all. It's in a big pile. Sometimes I climb on it. Sometimes I crawl under it. Very fancy. We're definitely not doing this episode before Christmas. 
and then releasing it later, that would be ridiculous. That's not how things work. No. Okay. So, so, so we're Christmas, in agreement. Christmas came and went. <laughs> it was great. Good for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it was the night before Christmas and everyone was feeling merry. So Mary went home. Mm. <laughs> it's different in the post Me Too movement. <laughs> My mother told me that joke when I was like 12 years old. That explains a lot. So Pete, yes. 2023 ended up being a really good year in horror, even though I thought it didn't have the best middle. What was, I don't know when anything, shocker, I don't know when anything came out or when or what they were. Well, it had a really strong ending. With hey, I recognize Talk to Me as well. There you go. It had a really strong ending to the year with uh, Godzilla, Godzilla yeah. minus one, when Evil Lurks, where the Devil Roams all came out within like two weeks of each other in late November, early December. When Evil Lurks, I watched that one. Yeah, we're going to w- talk to them about that when we get to When Evil Lurks. Oh yeah, well I'll tell you this, I started with that one because I was trying to watch some of the, you know, the things that are on the list for the, what is this, the top ten we're doing or the top, awards? Top ten of 2023. This, this is the top ten? Next I week will be the awards. I tried a couple. I tried to get them under there. I watched When Evil Lurks first and it fucked me up Mm -hmm. i couldn't watch anything else you know what i watched i finally watched uh the northman with the robert eggers one from 2023 no but it doesn't matter because i i was so shook by that movie well we'll talk about that when we get to it and now i started watching cobra kai again i can't watch horror that movie really broke my horror buttons you watched an actual horror movie and it was too much for you it was children yeah that's true oh you finally actually did have a movie where you were upset about children it turns out i really i was serious when i said i don't like seeing children get hurt you ruined my later gag that i had not for today but for the future where i had all the clips ready to go for the times you said you can't watch children and payroll and then watched a movie and said you know it didn't bother me this time yeah it is weird the the choices i make when i decide it's okay for child abuse and when i decide it's morally reprehensible well let me run through these real quick these are these are a bunch of movies that came out in 2023. Is it going to be quick or is it going to be like the intro? I put a lot of work into that. <laughs> Wait till you see how long the next one I have is. Not for the awards. For... Promises, promises. I have an even longer one, but I promise you, you're going to like it more. Yay! Okay. Is it Godzilla? It is not Godzilla. Oh, so it, you'll everyone else will hear that in two weeks when they get to a, a very special episode celebrating a very special boy's 60th birthday party. Is it me? Nope. Oh, it'll be you in 15 to 16 years. Oh. I know. It's horrible. So, 2023, good year in horror movies. Let's see. Uh, in theaters, we had Pete's favorite movie of the year, Megan. Oh, God. That was this year? I can't. I cannot I got, wait until next year when we don't have to talk about this movie anymore. I got like 60 movies to get through, Pete. You're not going to want to comment on all of them. I'm going to, though. All right. Infinity Pool. Meh. Knock at the Cabin. Ooh, I like that one. Scream 6. Cocaine Bear, you motherfucker. <laughs> Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Renfield. I was holding for him to comment. And he didn't, he I know. He like immediately gave up after two. Uh, Renfield and The Pope's Exorcist and Skinnamarink all hit theaters, I think, in the first four months of this year. That's a lot for horror. Yeah. And Question then was, mark. And then it went downhill in theaters, especially, where it just kind of dried up for a while. But we still had Satanic Hispanics, The Blackening, The Wrath of Becky, Cobweb, Slaughterhouse, A Haunting in Venice, Saw X, and Thanksgiving for the rest of the year in theaters. Slaughterhouse is on my list of things I want to watch. Uh, Shutter, the streaming service, had a really good year with Influencer, Husera the Bone Woman, Birth Rebirth, The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. Those last two are both Frankenstein movies. Perpetrator, VHS 85, Hell House LLC Origins, It's a Wonderful Knife, Spoonful of Sugar, and The Sacrifice Game. It's a strong year for them. I want to see Hell House LLC. This is actually very scary. Uh, maybe I won't want to see it then. Uh, no children, though. Ooh, all right, I'm back in. Uh, Screambox had a good year with Jethica, 
Project Wolf Hunting, Holy Shit, which we talked about on this podcast before, Yellow Dragon's Village, Signal 100, Dawning, Night of the Missing, Heebie-Jeebie TV, which I think you'd like, Subject, Shaky Shivers, We Might Hurt Each Other, New Religion, The Ancestral, Family Dinner, and Onyx the Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls with Barbara Crampton. Yay! Suitable flesh out. Yes. All right. Well, we can get to that. And on Video On Demand releases this year that were strong were Brightwood, Craving, Parable, Chad Gets the Axe, That's a Wrap, Suitable Flesh, Kill Her, The Offering, Candyland, There's Something Wrong with the Children, which you wouldn't like, Unseen, because <laughs> Pete, there's something wrong with the children, and Night of the Killer Bears. And then other streaming services, Sick was on Peacock, Tubi had Godless the Eastfield Exorcism and Bury the Bride, Prime Video had Totally Killer, Appendage, Clock, and Jagged Mind, and No One Will Save You was also Hulu. And then Netflix had The Pale Blue Eye, Sister Death, The Conference, and Unlocked. Now, Pete, that's almost 60 movies, I think, and not one of those movies is in our top 10. Okay. Isn't You're looking it? at me like I'm supposed to have some kind of opinion on this. Isn't that impressive how, how strong a year it was in horror? Are you telling me that Cocaine Bear is not a top 10 movie? It did not make the top 10. I have not seen that movie, so I wouldn't know. It's weird you got worked up about it then. Well, Candyland, is that one of the board game movies? Like like uh, Battleship and... It is a movie about a serial killer. Robots? It is a movie about a serial killer killing hookers at a rest stop. Okay. So, so not very much like the game. Well, it's the way I played. <laughs> I, I'll have to check that out sometime. Yeah, it's it was it was good. Like I said, all those movies were at least good. Even Megan, which I know you hate, even though you liked it when we finished watching it, and never watched it again, and then decided you hated it. You know what? Because I was just I'm always high after I watch a movie. I'm like, yeah, this was super cool, and I'm all about the movie. Usually, I got to go outside and get away from my family. Yeah, right. One of those kind of situations. But then after I sit on it for a while, it kind of like <laughs> <laughs> sit on it. Yeah, and rotate Potsy style. I didn't get the reference. Is that Happy Days Potsy? Sounds sit right. On it. Ponzi is a scheme. Potsy. And Ponzi is a scheme. I know Potsy. I know Ralph Mel. I know the Fonz. We brought up Ralph Mel before in this podcast for some reason, because our, our references, our references are, are very stuck. That's a reference from the 70s that is from the 50s. But it was only like 16 years or something different when the show was on. And it's been 45 years to 50 years since then. Man, numbers suck. I know you. that's always an opinion you've held. So, if none of these were on our top 10 list, yep. what was on the top wow. 10 list? That's How'd it. you like that, that little segue? Wow. I, I bequeathed the podcast hosting duties to you. <laughs> well, that was all I had. Because I was so. sitting here trying to figure out how to get to the thing. <laughs> I'm out. That was all I brought to the table. Good night, everybody. That's why you heard my trademark. So, because I was in my head trying to figure out, like, how do I get us onto a topic? Mm, Let me think. How many strong movies you've seen? You've seen one, two, three, four. <laughs> Five. You've seen five of these movies, Pete. That's I pretty call good. bullshit. That's pretty good. Five out of how many? Ten. Out of five, top ten. Okay, well, all right then. We'll do them in alphabetical order. Alphabetical? It's not numbers. You want I me to, approve. Do you want me to do a numerical method to figure out how to do these? Are they ranked in any way, or there's the top ten in general? They are ranked in alphabetical order. Ooh, I like giving letters the precedence over numbers. You're going to be mad, because the, well, the first one of these movies has a number in it. Actually, two of these movies have a number in it. All right. I'm not joking. I am leaving. Have fun. The first movie was a Shutter release called Brooklyn 45. I've heard of it. I've never seen it. I watched the movie, and I wondered, I wonder why this is called Brooklyn 45 or Brooklyn 45. I don't know. And it's then, a, is it a prequel to Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah. Awesome. R.I.P. R.I.J. Brower. Oh. So now we know we're recording this late enough that that's happened, but early enough that Christmas has not happened yet. 
I like that you're trying to pin it down for anyone listening and go, well, where are we in time? People like puzzles. <laughs> oh, okay. Brooklyn 45, I was like, why is this called 45? What's going on? And it took me a while to realize it was set in 1945, even though I believe it opens by telling us it's set in 1945. And it took a while for me to be like, oh, I get it. It's 1945. Oh, I thought it was a music shop. This is just me being stupid. It is a post-war movie. Not our only post-World War II movie that we're going to have coming up. Which war? Oh, World War II. You just said yes. That our only post-World War II movie is ripe for, for great movies. If we're talking year. about Godzilla, I am all in. Go it's, see Godzilla, everyone. Well, alphabetically, we'll get to it soon. Hmm. Brooklyn 45 is about the ghosts that we take with us from our of the things that we do in war. So we have soldiers, we have people that worked in the war efforts and the horrible things they did, and they have to carry these burdens with them. And it's about a seance. It's one of four movies, I think, that are about raising the dead in some way this year. Strong year for raising the dead. Maybe five of them are. Okay. Is that not, no, first jump real quick. Cause I like to waste all of our time. Mm-hmm. Is this a particularly busy year for horror? Like, are there usually that many releases? Yeah. It was a normal year for re- modern horror. Cause VOD has so many and there's so many streaming services now. Okay. And I thought it was actually a light Halloween season. It was a very light. Well, you know what? I'm just saying that. I don't know. It seems like there's always light at Halloween. Let me, let me just do a quick thing here. This movie came out, I believe November. It, it, it could have been forty-five, somewhere between September and November. So last quarter of the year, Colt forty-five. The next one came out April. This one came out December. Another one was mid-year. Another one was early year. Mid-year, mid-year, late, late, late. So a lot, like four or five of these movies came out really late in the year. I know Godzilla did. Yes, we're going to get to Godzilla. I promise you. In the G's, we'll get to Godzilla. So this this movie was directed by, written and directed by Ted Gagan, who made a great movie called We're Still Here with Barbara Crampton. It's always, it always comes <laughs> every, back. Every good movie has Barbara Crampton in it. It always comes back to Barbara Crampton. It was part of her Cramptonissance. Cramptonissance. Where she was coming. Is there a better way to do it with Barbara? Barbara-sense? I'm going to think on that. Okay. Tell me more about Brooklyn 45. It it's, uh, takes place in one room, mostly. Uh, yeah, but it's good. Mm. It's good, and it's uh, it has a lot of surprises and a lot of emotions and a lot of of uh, a different way to look at what ghosts are, which I enjoyed because there are ghosts in the movie, but it spends so much time discussing and dealing with the ghosts that they carry with them from what they the things they did in the war that you forget that it, there also could be a ghost loose in the house, and there is, so it gets to be a lot of fun too. Okay, I'm trying to think of another movie that has that that where it could be something real or it's just their own psycho. What's most movies, right? Where it's their own psychoses or it's well, a real, but that's not what it's thing. doing. It's telling you there's a ghost. You just almost forget that it's a problem because that there's a ghost around that could possess people. You forget that it's a problem because they're discussing things that are really interesting and oh, it's done okay. really well. It's never hiding it from you. It's more just like, Oh yeah. And then there's this, like, okay. it's kind of like a, a thing on top of a great, great Like idea. if there was a serial killer chasing you, but Oh yeah, the house is still haunted as well. I saw a movie the other day. Go on. Called, God, I saw, there was a, a film festival that I watched a bunch of movies for online. That is a really long title to a movie. It was like 17 movies, so like trying to pin down which what the name of the movies were is going to be hard. Hmm. Well, it's, it just keeps going, huh? It's a movie about a slasher, comes back to a town. Oh, it didn't come back to the town because the movie's called He Never Left. So that'll tip that, <laughs> that'll tip that up. Spoiler alert. But it did something fascinating. It is a slasher movie, but it puts a completely different movie in the middle of the slasher movie. Like it opens by telling you these killings stopped in 1993. And then you see a, a masked person kill somebody. And then for like an hour, you're following a different character locked in his hotel room. 
in his own story. And he's on the run from something and it's really, it's like a paranoid thriller. But then he starts hearing things next door. And what he's hearing is the serial killer has, is killing somebody. But he can't contact anybody because he's on the run from the law. He can't help them. He can't even leave the room. But he, 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 he the person that brings him there, his girlfriend, he tells her the story the next day and she knocks on the door and ended up unwittingly putting them in the path of the serial killer. So it changes into the serial killer movie. And it was fascinating. I've never seen a movie kind of do that before. What was it called? He Never Left? He Never Left. Okay. Not in our top 10, though. Not even coming out this year. So <laughs> that might be a problem for a 2023 top 10 list. Might, might see that next year somewhere on the list. Or not. When does this podcast come out? Uh, it comes out after Christmas. Might be next year then. It comes out after Andre Power died and before oh. the new year. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Uh, the next movie is one you've seen called Evil Dead Rise. I did see that one. It was theater. It was so long ago, I forgot that it came out this year, though. That That's, one was pretty good. Yeah. Your list is all, all pretty good, and then Godzilla. That was pretty good, too. Was it pretty good, or was it really good? I guess we'll have to wait for the G section. Which is coming up next. But Evil Dead Rise, this is one you can comment on. What were your thoughts on Evil Dead Rise? I know Ken, our foreign correspondent, loves it. It was fun. It was, again, another strong outing from the Evil Dead franchise, who doesn't ever miss, as near as I can tell. I don't think I've ever seen a bad Evil Dead movie, TV show. I just found out there is an Ash versus Marvel Zombies comic book that I want to go find. Mm. Sounds fun. I bet you Ash wins. And then he does something stupid, and he ends up somehow losing. It was a win for the franchise. Hopefully, we'll get another one sooner than later. I like the mother. I remember, like, yes, it's, you it's, thought it's, it was called Evil Dead Mother. I did think it was called Evil Dead Mother. Thank you for remembering. And I feel like it could have worked being called that because she was the standout performance. I think I, I remember liking everyone, but her is what stuck with me as the, the deadite antagonist. We may see her come up again next week on the Scare Value Awards. Well, she deserves an award for being pretty good. Didn't say she was going to win. Oh, said, you know, I said that uh, we're going to I don't know who could beat her. I've seen five movies this year. Yeah. I don't know who's going to top her for that. All right, Godzilla. It is Godzilla next. Godzilla <laughs> minus one is next alphabetically. Yeah, he we, should win Best Actors. We haven't had any opportunity to talk about Godzilla minus one on the podcast, which yeah. is funny because I suggested that we do a Godzilla minus one episode before we saw the movie. And you said, might be too much Godzilla to do two in a row because we just did the real Godzilla. So we didn't do it, which is fine. But boy, all I wanted to talk about since seeing that movie was how good Godzilla Minus One was. That we also saw in the IMAX. It's true. On the opening Wednesday. It's true. And it was pretty crowded in that theater for a Wednesday night. And, and they loved it. They clapped at the end, even though Godzilla wasn't there watching with us. I like to think a part of them's always with us. Well, yeah, the destructive part. But... I've never understood when people clap like that in the theater, unless the you know the actor or a director or somebody who's made the movie, then you can clap, right? Because right. you clap to them. But when there's no one there, what are we doing? You're expressing to everyone else in the crowd how much you enjoyed the thing you saw. I wanted them. I wanted the crowd to not be there. I don't like them being there. I like the theaters empty. It's true, but it was kind of cool to see this movie with like get people in the theater to see it. Well, I'm excited that people, I mean, aside from them being in the same theater as me at the same time, yeah. I'm excited for the franchise, because go, go Godzilla. It was only supposed to be in theaters for a week, but it extended beyond two Yeah, so we're far. pushing three now, right? Yeah. That's, I, that's what's beyond two. No, Godzilla deserves everything. If you haven't seen it, you're missing I told my brother-in-law about it, and he had no interest in seeing it. He stopped in, he's raving about it. He, mm. This movie is good. It's good stuff. I don't know anyone that wouldn't like it, um, unless you can't read, and then there could be, I suppose, some problems. Yeah. Or, I mean, learn Japanese and you're fine. That's true. See? I'm just lazy and read my English. The first thing you said after watching it was that you, you wanted to take your son to it. 
Yes. But he's not going to be able to keep up with the no, reading. There's, there are a lot of dialogue-heavy parts because yeah. there's an actual plot that I care about. First, in this. first time there's been a plot anybody cared about since 1954. I I think I I don't know I got to sit on this one for a while longer. I don't mean plot. There's been good Godzilla movies with plots. I mean for the human characters. Oh yeah, yeah. For us to give a shit about what the humans are doing while we wait for Godzilla to show up and wreck shit. I joked on the Godzilla episode recently that Amigo and Doctor Shirazawa are the only two characters you ever have to care about in this franchise, and uh, that's not true anymore. Not anymore. I'm gonna sit on it a while because this one ranks really high. Like we're rivaling the 19 the original for yeah. how much I enjoy this movie. It had great characters everybody had their arcs it was very unique very unique characters so that when you saw them you kind of got all you know you remembered them easily they were all distinct and they all were interesting which is very rare for this kind of movie and then when godzilla shows up you're terrified and he's awesome the practical effects the look everything about godzilla it's amazing. The stuff I, in the water was incredible, but then he got to the city, and it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Boy, howdy. Yeah. Um, oh, shit, I was going to say something else. That being said, with the new one, because right after we saw Godzilla in the theater, Godzilla Minus One, yeah. the trailer for the legendary Godzilla, the new one, King Kong. Godzilla X, or, X Kong. Yeah, okay. Wait. Well, So the other one was Godzilla versus Kong, sure. and now it's Godzilla times Kong? I think in video games, the X means cross. I... I wouldn't know. So maybe that. that's what they're taking it from. But then the V is this? Are we finally replacing numbers with letters? Maybe it's Godzilla Ten Kong. Ten Kongs versus Godzilla can take. Them. There's at least two Kongs because I know the bad guy's a Kong. All right, but anyway, my initial point: the trailer. I saw the trailer for that. Like yeah. I don't know, a couple days after it came out. One day after Godzilla minus one opened wide. Oh boy, I don't know how you feel about it. I I think it was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. It's wrong. I like the legendary movies. Don't get me wrong. Me I really, I, I really think they're fun. But man, they sh- comparing it to Godzilla minus one, it's just so different. I'll put it this way: I was one of the people who would carry the banner of. I think it's great. We get both. We get the serious Japanese Godzilla, and we get the fun yeah. action Godzilla. And then I saw the trailer for Godzilla X Cog. I might have to take that back because it looked really dumb. It really did. And it's, it's, you know what? It's starting to get that stench of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, where now I'm going to be like, well, maybe it'll be good, despite what the evidence my eyes have presented me with is telling me. I wasn't into it at all. And then Godzilla was just running next to King Kong with his metal arm. And I was like, I think this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Now, if they had waited and not released it right after Minus One and maybe... Wait till next year sometime. I like, don't think it would have helped because I'm a big Godzilla fan and watching him run down the fucking street with Kong is the dumbest goddamn thing I, I've ever seen. Yeah, that is tough. He's like full on hunched over in a sprint. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that? Godzilla doesn't sprint. Godzilla minus one doesn't sprint. No, he, it, it should be hilarious the way he m- bumbles around town, but it's perfect. <laughs> it, it, it makes it more horrifying that look at this inept slow moving thing that can't be stopped there's no way to stop this thing from just coming through our town and leaving nothing in its wake yeah it gets a full big thumbs up everybody go see it support this movie big time hope that director gets to do another one and uh we'll probably see it again tomorrow on the scare value award tomorrow next week on the scare value awards pretty good pretty Pretty good. good next we have moon garden which was a vod release that i really like i have no idea that sounds like something that is not a horror movie well pete a child has an accident, ends up in a I'm coma. Out. Ends up in a coma. And she ends up in a very pants labyrinth like world where with uh, a lot of like stop motion and great art design where she has to find her way back. I thought you said pants labyrinth. I was excited yeah. by what that would be. 
It'd be me watching David Bowie and Labyrinth without pants on. <laughs> Did you see Dave Made a Maze? I, I bought Dave Made a Maze. That's why you've seen it. I don't know why, but it doesn't mean you watched it. That's true. It's the guy who builds a cardboard box that turns into a labyrinth made of cardboard. Yes. It's pretty cool. Did you watch it? You have an I, answer? I watched it. Okay. But I suggested it to you. I didn't just put it on there for you to watch. I suggested it. Yeah, well, you've got a lot of things on your list. That's true. Moon Garden yes. is a beautiful movie. Okay. And it it has interesting you know evil not not quite evil but like those dark characters is the kid in her imagination trying to find her way home from a coma it's it's a really really good movie and i don't think anybody really got to see it i have not seen it i think it was one of those movies that was in theaters in like two cities oh do they still do that where the old new york la yeah horror is trying to get some kind of a nomination i don't know i I don't know why they do it it's where they get where they got to run it i guess but it did run in a few places it didn't run around here which was unfortunate because it was really good. All right. And if you like those kinds of movies where children are in peril. Oh, yeah. Those are my favorite. I love them so much. And you should definitely check out Moon Garden because it's, it's a great example of it. Is the girl a jerk? No. Oh, well, then I'm kind of probably not going to enjoy She's like it. an adorable four-year-old who misses her mommy and daddy. All right. Sounds terrible. I'm probably not going to watch this one. I, I think you'd like it because mm. it's got so much creativity in inside the world she's in. Hmm. And it's it's that good kind of creepy kids horror, not like uh, you know, not like they're gonna rip her apart. Like okay. there's things in the shadows, and she's running from them, and she's trying to understand how this world works and, and figure out how to get from one place to another. And some of the things that you think are scary end up being very helpful. To How's her. the kid acting wise? Because kid actors are tough. Good, but she's also doing it in a dream world and reacting to nothing. So the degree of difficulty for her is very hard. She's just supposed to look scared and adorable, and she does. All right. So that was Moon Garden. It was Moon Garden. I really recommend that. And I. Glad it's in the top 10 because uh, people should know about that movie. Okay. And the next movie is The Outwaters, which is the found footage movie that I told you about at the beginning of the year from Screenbox. I vaguely remember this. What's it about? Let me guess. It's about people who are left behind on a scuba diving trip and they're swimming in the water. Actually, Pete, it takes place in the desert. (laughs) Then why is it called? Because they're out of water? Sure. (laughs) Okay. It's a cosmic horror movie. And it does everything in found footage better than I've seen it done. Like, when you think that these this box of found footage doesn't really have anything new to do, sometimes you'll get somebody that'll come up with something really good. Like a dead stream, right? Like dead stream. And this one takes it the completely other direction, where instead of just, like, filling the screen with a bunch of things and making it, you know, let's make a comedy out of it. It's a pure horror movie that uses the things that, like, the most basic techniques sound and, and visuals the most basic things that film are to just make like an actual like a completely immersive mind fuck of a movie okay the best way i can put it is you know the point of these movies found footage especially is to put you in the shoes of the characters and these characters run around terrified of everything with their flashlights like terrified you're afraid to shit they're going to find anything with the flashlights and of course they do sometimes sounds everywhere and they're just they're freaked the fuck out and they don't know what's going on and i was like boy that really was how i felt the whole time watching the movie like i am freaked out by this movie and i have no idea what's going on okay you know because i you know right before i watched when evil lurks i would have said i don't really get scared by movies like yeah. it's not well aside from talk to me where i tried to turn off the tv to protect the people because it was so terrifying sure but i i guess i can see what you're saying then if it's got that atmospheric kind of thing working it's so true to itself that it has parts that normally I think you'd cut out of movies. The intro is very long, introducing the characters. You're seeing a lot more than you usually see in these movies. It doesn't just jump you right to the action, which is usually a negative. Yeah. <laughs> but I give this like full credit 
because it immersed you completely into it. Like I'm watching an actual found footage thing, not an edited tape of people acting. We're going to make this into a movie, like into a, why is my 20 minutes of this movie? And they're still just talking about music and riding in their van or whatever. And I'm like, cause this is now this feels real, real. And they, when the shit starts hitting the fan and it goes real unexplainable horror, that's the combination of unexplainable horror and unseeable horror. And that is perfect. You're right. It's uh, I never thought about it before. Cause I don't like found footage, but it's, very true to life. There's one VHS cassette from when I was a kid, and it is the most mundane, boring yes. thing. Like people running around in the background, you know. This is what it feels like. It feels like you just found their tapes. A home video. And then shit goes where they have no idea what's happening, and you're like, I have no idea what's happening either. So, like, you're in the same boat with them, and it gets bloody and vicious and crazy, and it's okay, great. Okay, that's cool. Yep. Big, that, big thumbs up for that. So not divers left in the middle of the ocean by a boat? Nope. Okay. Outwater, though. The Outwaters. On the Outwaters. Okay. And next we have a movie you've seen called Summoning Sylvia. I did see Summoning Sylvia. That made the top 10 list. Best horror comedy of the year. It, best horror comedy, you say. What other horror comedies came out? I don't know. They're not on the top 10 list. You want me to go back to no, the No, no. I just thought you might know offhand. I don't care that much, but all right. Well, Blackening. Ren- Renfield, Cocaine Bear, Blackening, Slaughterhouse. Oh, okay. Jessica, Jessica. Summoning Sylvia was really good. I, I can... Attest to that. I'm with Fortuitous, Heebie TV, Shaky Shivers. I like both of those titles. Heebie TV. It was, that was Shaky a, Shivers. You're really going to like Heebie TV, I think. It, it's good for some with your attention span. <laughs> All right. So I can, me and Sam can watch it. My yep. eight year old. Probably. All right. It's mostly children friendly. Some parts of it aren't, but that's why it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. He's eight. He's a man now. So Summoning Sylvia is another seance movie. 80-something minutes long. 75 feet. 75 even better. And you know what? They didn't need one minute more. No, they didn't. They they made a funny fucking movie. I laughed at that movie harder and more often than I do at most just straight comedies. When I say straight comedies, I don't mean because this is about a gay bachelor party. There were some serious, like, there were some serious things in there, too. Like, you care about, you know, yeah. the, the main character and how his brother feels about him and things. Like, you get so much real nuance to, like... The setup is that it's a gay bachelor party weekend, and the groom-to-be has to have his brother-in-law there with them, who is very straight and seems very anti uh, the homosexual lifestyle. Wasn't he like army PTSD, too, as yes, well, as yes. all of this? And they had done a seance because they find the place that they're renting was uh, the home of Sylvia, who was allegedly had murdered her son when he found out she, he, he was gay. And her spirit haunts the house. And they bring her forth, and then... They believe he gets possessed by that, and he's trying to kill them. And the brother, you mean? The, bro- the brother-in-law. And it is hilarious. It It's only 75 minutes, too, so it's nothing to put it in and just watch it because it's enjoyable. Some of those running jokes are just the funniest thing. Yep. And I, I laughed from beginning to end. I, was, I remember I'm confused at the ending. I don't want to say anything because I, I don't know that people saw this, but... Once they watch it, call in. Let me know what that ending you is. You can talk you. about the ending if you I want. can talk about yes. the, the ending when he starts screaming when he sees Sylvia, the brother-in-law. Right. Like, oh, shit, I can't remember what I was confused about now because well, I saw it so long ago. Turns out, because part of the movie is it, it, they find out throughout. Or the fiance starts screaming. More and more about Sylvia and that she ended up, you know, that that's how they believe that she killed her, killed her son. They find out at the end that she didn't do that. Right. She was very supportive of them. 
and she didn't possess the brother-in-law. The brother-in-law is just scared as shit because they tie him up, knock him out, and start treating him like he's the, the villain. Right. And he just showed up with a guy that he doesn't know very well. And he's yes. just, you know, he's got his own issues. And yeah. And he's just completely backwards from what they think it is. And at the end, husband-to-be shows up. Yes. He shows up and he sees Sylvia. But Sylvia has been brought forth, but she's not evil. So she's, she's not there to hurt them. Right. But so we they can all see her. Everyone who's been at the yeah. bachelor party can see her and she's hanging out with them. But well, the best part is that the movie ends with them realizing like, oh, so we never possessed you never were possessed they, they they're just like oh he's like and they just kind of stand there and he's like they were going to do a, a dance they were going to learn for the recital and he's like should i learn that dance then and then it cuts <laughs> to a big dance number with him dancing with them and it's it's hysterical it was it was a good ending a good a, again not wasted minutes and they didn't need to fluff that movie up it's no, perfect i love that you get an hour of less than an hour you're 40 minutes of, of like they think he's trying to kill them and he thinks they're trying to kill him and then it just gets with like oh so that's not happening it's like oh you want, right. you want to do that dance? Like, where, do you, where do you go from there? But I also like that he was just like, he was never against no. the whole thing. It was just, he just felt uncomfortable because he was with new people. And I was like, this is perfect. And he probably was. Like, he had, they were different people. He wasn't used to, <laughs> you know, he has all of the army stereotypes of homosexuality, all of that going through his head. And he's trying to be a good brother. Yeah. And that's how he is treated. <laughs> oh, yeah, the running gig, the jokes too, the phone, the phone bit is by far my favorite. Because he owes him money, right? He wants to Venmo. Yeah, that's right. And he's like, oh, I get no service up here. And when he has to call for help because they think they're, their lives are like, I thought your phone doesn't work. He goes, oh, yeah, no bars down here. And he decides to continue the bit instead right. of instead of right, saving when they, them. When they think they're in mortal danger, the bit is more important. And that happens like four times where he's like, <laughs> oh, I would, but you know, my phone. And you would think that the same joke four times in 75 minutes would get old, but it never, it never does. Did. It was so funny. The performances were incredible, too. Everyone was just, it was perfectly cast. I, yeah, that's in the, of the five movies I've seen, that's in my top 10 for this year. <laughs> it's good math. Thanks. Next we have Talk to Me. That was another good one. The movie that made me so scared when he was bashing, when he, the, the younger brother was possessed and bashing his head on the, the table. I reached for the remote to save him. I'm like, if I can stop it, it won't happen. Well, that's true. Right. Talk to me was a Australian? New Zealand, New I think. Zealand? I thought it was Australian. Oh, uh, maybe. Ah, uh, you're right. I think uh, kangaroos. got to be Australia. Mm, I heard Antarctica. New Zealand is koalas. No. Kiwis. Kiwis. The little fruits. Oh. Talk to Me was a big surprise hit in the theaters. Made a lot of money. Got a sequel coming. I think it was a surprise to me as well, because I was not ready for enjoying it as much as I did. I saw it at the Regal Mystery Movie. and What's the, Is that the thing where they just say, come on this day and we're going to show you a movie? Yep, and they okay. can't tell you what it is. Okay. And you can usually figure out what it is. And that one they hinted very strongly was Talk to Me. And I was really excited because I had heard of very good things about it, and it was coming out in like a month. I was blown away by it. Best time I had with a new you know pure horror movie since at the theater at least since it follows where i walked out and said this was so fresh and interesting and exciting and new but it felt so classic and for a possession movie which yeah. i think we we we, we did a podcast right for it yes this? yeah i think we talked about it, but it was a really good exorcism movie which you don't get well, there's really no exorcism well movie. possession, possession. I'm sorry yeah because i'm comparing it to the exorcism a lot of possession movies in this one as you as we'll get to when evil arch is a possession movie yep I want Talk to me is a possession movie. Summoning Sylvia, they think, is a possession movie. Right. Evil Dead Rise is a possession movie. Brooklyn 4-5 has a little of that, too. Good oh. year for possession movies in the 50th anniversary of Exorcist. We finally did it. It took 50 years. Oh, we had a, a run on a novel take of the idea. But ironically, The Exorcist Believer 
might have noticed, didn't make my run of those 60 good movies that came out this year. Did you even name it as one of the movies that came out? No, because I named good movies that oh, came out. I, see. I, gave, I named movies with redeeming qualities that I came see. out. And there was nothing. That one offered you nothing. It offered me the shocked look on my face that someone could misunderstand The Exorcist to the extent that David Gordon Green did. But there were two of them. Two. So it's got to be double the scare value. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh. Well, yeah. That's yeah. why you can't trust math. Maybe it was two times zero is still zero. Not if you do it two times. That doesn't make sense. Fred just had math problems last night, and then I guess Kitty couldn't figure it out. This so is a recurring bit on this podcast. This well, point. she came up. I heard Kitty say, well, just have your dad help you in the morning. I don't know why. I don't know math. Do you, do you have it here? No, Fred came over to me. She It was her homework, and she was crying, and I said, you just have why to talk to somebody cry about their homework? Did you cry when you couldn't do your homework? I just didn't care. I, I didn't do any. I don't think I ever wrote down what the homework was at any point because like, I'm a bad student. Yeah, I just didn't do. I didn't care. Oh, she's a good student. That's why. Yeah, she. Yeah. It, it bothers her. She really wants to understand it. Have you explained it's because both her parents are terrible at math? I've explained that school is pointless and dumb, and just don't get in trouble. Good do your parent. time. Do good your parent. time. <laughs> Learn what you can and get out. Good. Another good parenting tip from Pete. I try to teach the children. Last time we brought this up, you you uh, presented a problem that I didn't consider because. I thought you were just making up words. He said, how do you turn a cube into 81? And he just stopped. But the answer is just eight lines each way, because then it'll be divided into nine, nine by nine is 81. So I solved your math problem listening back to it, not realizing it was an actual problem. Luckily, my brain shut down as soon as you started trying to describe shapes. Well, I was just proud of myself because I was like, oh, that is a real problem. I know how to solve that. All right. Well, you come over here at six in the morning and give her help with her math. Six in the morning. I just, I just went to sleep. <laughs> That's true. Okay, anyway, talk to me. Two big thumbs up. One of the best movies of the year. Definitely going to see that again in the Scare Value Awards. Pretty scary, too. Pretty scary. A very effective movie. Great characters. And it was a little indie thing, too. And I think were a lot of the movies on this list. No, that was Short Round. <laughs> he was a little indie. Is he, is he here? Is he here yet? Here. We're going to record the awards soon. He's coming. I've been hearing, I've been hearing rumors at the old water cooler. Is he? I think he's Oh, boy. He knows where you live. Yeah, a little, little indie thing little indie thing it was like four million dollars i think which yeah. actually compared to a lot of these was probably maybe the second highest budget or third highest budget in this in this well, that's top what i was going to say they are a lot of these top 10 independent movies brooklyn four or five independent evil dead rise not no godzilla minus one not those are the two biggest budgets of the, the bunch. and that was 15 million and like 40 or something for evil dead i don't think it cost that much i want to no, say 20 it, 20 sounds right yeah. yep Moon Garden, independent. Outwaters, very independent. Slimming Sylvia, independent. Talk to me. I mean, still independent, just an expensive one. Visitors, very independent is coming up next. That's what we're going to move to now. And then the last two also independent. Visitors, a fucking insane movie. That's the one with, uh, wow, who is, the, he's the French guy, Jean Reno, and he's a knight <laughs> who comes, that's the Visitors, right? I'm I right. I think it might be. It is. I know my movies. Is that Christina Applegate? I don't know. I just know it was just, yeah, I, no, I know it was Jean Reno. I think it's Christina Applegate. Could be. Could be. Well, you just saw the movie. It's on your top 10 list. Tell me about it. It is about a world where zombies exist, and it's a comedy, but it's mostly just there to be insane. So it's what's a, funny about it is that it's completely insane. Okay. I don't, I don't even remember you talking about this one. I did. It's the one where... It's used to be a short, and then he came back and filmed another. It's only 61 minutes, Pete. You'd love it. Oh, my God. I can see why you got it on the top 10 list. He came back and expanded it into two new segments. And what's most fascinating about the movie to me is the time jumps. So we have the original short, which is 
a, about a girl that gets possessed and then the other for friends get possessed and More they're all just sitting there. They're all just sitting there and they're just complete well not possessed, I'm sorry, they become zombies. Oh, okay. And they're just but they're zombies, but they're like everything's hilarious. They they talk almost like the, the critters, like <laughs> and they're just running around <laughs> being right, I'm intrigued. They're running around being insane. I don't even think they're trying to attack people. They're just like living insane. So then it jumps. Like, what do you mean? Like what do you mean insane? Like just like putting umbrellas on their heads and they kind of just walk around the world like existing like they did just like as zombies that are insane are there like, normal people still trying to coexist yeah with them? and they mostly just well in the opening it's just this very small thing within one room with the, the the one human character after all his friends get bitten by this or become zombies i don't think they get bitten i don't know how this, the world is insane i don't know how it works and he's just kind of sitting there staring at them all and it, it's it's what's so interesting about it is he doesn't know what to make of any of this and they're just completely nuts it jumps a year and then you see a person like that's kind of becoming a zombie, and he's trapped in a room with a regular another regular person. And that's more just about the discussion of what's gone on with the world. And that's what makes the movie so interesting to me is that like the time jump is the best part about it somehow, where the world's been changing. And at the very end, it connects back to the original thing where you get the the zombie from the first segment, and she's running around now, and she's got chainsaw hands. <laughs> okay, who knows what happened to her? But it it follows her journey for the third one third segment which jumps another like eight months or something like that where you see them all living in peace with people but again they just they talk like critters and everything's crazy to them and they're just everything they think is hilarious and i don't know what the point of this movie is but then the the zombie hunters come and they start killing all the zombies but they can't die apparently they just keep regenerating and they think that's hilarious and then the girl sets off on a journey of self-discovery and she's walking down the beach and she's a monolith like 2001 a space odyssey <laughs> and the monolith opens and two little tiny aliens are there and they just start dancing and that's the end of the movie. And I sat there and I thought, this was a masterpiece, I think. Because I don't know what it is. And oh I was my God. entertained I, this, for 61 straight minutes. This was not better than Summoning Sylvia? What are you talking about? They're both on the top 10 list. Oh, yeah. I thought we were doing the awards. <laughs> and somehow that was the fun. I know you said you thought this was the funniest of the year. This wasn't a comedy, no, I don't not think. This. Oh, you don't think so? It sounds like a goddamn comedy to me, at least the way you're describing it. I don't think its intention is solely to be a comedy like Summoning Sylvia. I think it's meshing together every crazy idea that writer director could come up with because he's insane and i love him all right i'm in i just what, saw did his, he do anything else i just saw his new movie on that in that film festival and this this next movie he made was much more of a, a straight narrative but it kind of worked better almost because it made all of his crazy impulses stand out even more what the straight narrative yes okay it's about a girl who when she's very young sees a, a classmate getting bullied and she kind of stands up for him and she starts getting bullied too and then she's walking to school one day, and the kids that are bullying her to get thrown out the window and die. And she looks up, and the, the boy that she was she stood up for is, like, staring down at her. And she's like, well, that's fucked up. So then, like, seven years later, it also does the time jumps. Seven years later, she's all grown up now, and she's out with a band that she likes, and they're going to party in the woods. And then everybody starts dying, and a masked person is killing everybody, and she's running for her life from it. And she's like, I think it's him. I think it's that kid. But they're like, that kid died already, so it can't be him. And then the movie, like, it jumps another year. And she meets a guy, and she starts falling in love with him. And then he gets murdered by it. And it's like, everywhere she goes, death keeps following. And she has to figure out who it is and try to stop them. And it's nuts, but not as nuts. Okay. All right. What was that guy's name? Uh, Kenichi Ugana. Okay. I'm not going to remember that. It's nuts. The new one's nuts in a way that fits into an actual movie, whereas this one's nuts because it doesn't have the form of a story. Yeah, Anything was... I'm talking about in the movie, I'm inferring from stuff that isn't really there. What was the name of it? Visitors. Visitor. Okay. I should have known that. Genre, no. I got to watch that one. It's more like an assault on your senses than anything. Cause it's like, you don't know what's going to happen next because whatever, he, whatever he thinks of next is going to be nutty. And uh, 
like I said, I can't call it a comedy because that whole middle section is not a comedy where they're discussing the world and, and what's become of it. It's like, it's not really a comedy. It's just that it's so funny to me the way that they act, but then the world keeps changing in ways that you are not privy to. You just jump into a future part of the world and it's just changed again. And it's very different than anything I've ever seen. Okay. I'm I'm in for that one. It's differences are why it's on the list because I've never seen anything quite like it. I'm going to have to look at this top 10 list because all of these movies sound intriguing. Well, next up, Pete, is When Evil Lurks, a movie that you did oh, see. Oh, boy, howdy did I see that. Now, it was a movie. It was. It was a Spanish movie, I believe. It was. I, I don't even know where to start. Like, I don't know what part. I will say I really thought it was cool, the thunderstorm. Like, there was a thunderstorm there, and it was the first time I've, in recent memory, that I can think of when a storm was used, like, menacingly, and it worked, where it's not just like, oh, no, a storm's a-coming. I think probably since X-Men Days of Future Past. <laughs> I don't even remember a storm in that. Oh, God. <laughs> that, the My petty, brain the is dropped. slow today. That was a good one. Thank you. Why can't I pick up on these? Oh, man, I need some coffee. Um, what was like, Oh, the part where, you know, all the children... And yeah. I realized, like, I knew when the girl was sitting next to the dog, yeah. I knew it was coming. I knew it. But it's the most unexpectedly crazy piece of business I've seen in a long time. Right? Yeah. Even though you know it's coming because it's just, it's there. So, and, oh. the plot of the movie is they find out that a neighbor's son has been possessed. And in this world, possessions are, I guess, just things that happen. Like, yes. it's a thing. It's kind of accepted rare, but, you know. And a it, man was supposed to be coming to deal with it, but they find him hacked apart in the in the fields mm-hmm. and they have to deal with it themselves. And the way they're going to deal with it is let's just get that body and drop him off the to- out of town line because it's going to infect the whole land. Right. That's what I, when they die, they like spread. It's yes. a contagion. So infection. we just got to let him die somewhere else. And these fucking idiots, they throw him in the back of a truck and try to drive out of town. And then when they get out of town, they look and he'd fallen out of the truck. Yep. So they don't know where it is, which, which sounds like a comedy. That's ripe for comedy. When I brought this movie up before I saw it, in the Spooky Season Spectacular, where we broke down all the movies, I said, this plot sounds like the best comedy. I don't know how Did it's you played really? serious. And then I saw the movie, and I'm like, fuck, it's a serious movie, and it's oh great. Oh, my God, yeah. But the setup it, is pure comedy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So but, the land starts getting infected, and it begins with an awesome scene with a goat. Oh, I see, I completely, that was such an effective scene, and I completely forgot by everything that comes after. So there's rules in this world that are very interesting. They do break them all down. You can't kill these things because it's going to possess you then. Like well, you can't use gunfire. You can't. Yeah, there's like a lot of specific rules, which are basically written post-fact to just make their scenes work, but they all work. Mm-hmm. So the, the guy that's their buddy there that's gonna, that was supposed to help them, he, he's on his land, and there's a goat that's just like creepy, and then all the other goats somehow. And he takes out a shotgun, and he shoots it in the air, and they all run away except for one who just stares at him. And then he walks up to the barrel of the... The, the thing and dares him to shoot him like this is fucking because crazy. if it gets shot i think like a, a jesus evil jesus is born well he does shoot him and then his wife immediately axes, axes him in the head. his fucking head and then fucking kills, kills herself. herself and she's pregnant yep it's it is pure demonic but evil that sets the stakes the land. like yep. you want to stop the the evil this is what you have to do these yes. are the steps it is pure demonic evil and the the main character and his brother the main character runs to his ex-wife's house and tries to save her and her family. Yeah. And they he's like, you know, a shiftless layabout. Shitty father. Shitty, no, shitty, father, shitty husband. Shitty husband. Yeah. Shit, say everything. But he's trying to do the right thing. But nobody wants this anything time, to do with them yeah. because they, how can you believe that? I think there's a sense? restraining order, too. Sure. But he's tr- he's doing what he should be doing. But they're all like, we're not doing this. And then shit hits the fan big time. Starting <sighs> yep. with the family dog. 
what because animals getting possessed is one of the first signs of yep. the the possession plague are coming. Well, they're arguing in the kitchen. The camera pans back, and the little uh, the guys, little girl yeah, don't like. I don't even like his, listening to it. Who's not his kid? No, but it's his his uh, wife's ex wife's husband's kid. Yes. They're all arguing in the kitchen. The thing pans back, and she's just sitting next to the dog, and the dog just turns. Over. But it did it for the longest time, and you know what's coming, because you, the viewer, know the rules. And goddamn, though. The dog just turns, just viciously grabs it in the mouth and runs away. And it's I've never seen anything that crazy. And then it's like under the table, just munching, yes. and then the little kid, the other kid, staring in a horror, and, and then he, the father comes in, and, and then the dog runs away with the, the kid in his mouth, and the, Jesus. But Pete, it gets worse. No kidding! Because... They find that kid, and she's fine, and she's happy, and she's just thinks everything's great, and it's the creepiest fucking thing I've ever seen. But you know what's going on there? It wasn't. I don't know what part because no one makes. This is it. all the first half hour right. of the movie. No one survived. This is not a movie yeah. for the heavy. Like at some point, I realized, I'm like, oh, this is one of these bleak. Nobody, nobody survives. We murder children. This was, you know, a well after the dog. But when, when the younger son, the mother's just walking away, eating his brains. Yes. The fuck even after i had been as jaded as i could be i'm like oh, i see that i'm just like oh my god even through my numbness and my empty insides i can feel something what an awful plague this is that's a real horror movie pete i i have not seen a real horror movie in a very long time one that i've seen horror movies that attempted things and sure. i've seen them fail i have not seen a really good one in a long time i think it is the darkest of the 10 movies on our list well it was a mistake the darkest movie of the year i want to watch it again just because i can't believe what i saw and, no, it was tremendous right but it was a wrong one to start with because it messed me up so badly i've retreated into let's watch the league great gore effects too oh great very effective everything every every bit of this movie worked great characters great just feeling of just omnipresent doom right and it, yeah yeah that's all it. because they couldn't just get the body off across the state like the county line yep that is true. But then it would have been it would have been happening somewhere else. It doesn't make it better. Why did the who killed the priest? I don't even remember who was coming to like take care of the problem. Uh, Reagan did. Yeah, he did. That's no, right. No, no, Reagan, the, the the little girl from the actress. I know. Yeah. It's a he. Oh, I guess so. The demon anyway. Pazuzu. Was that his name? Yes. He had a big penis. <laughs> he did. You're having weird dreams again. <laughs> so the last statue. movie. The last movie in our top ten list is Where the Devil Roams. That was the one I was going to watch next, but I instead watched When Evil Lurks. I'm not sure how you'd feel about Where the Devil Roams. I think you'd like it. It's about a family at a carnival whose act is not that good. They just sing. They're in the carnival? Yeah. Okay. They they, they travel with the carnival. Their goal is to get to the big horror show in Buffalo. Hey. So I was excited about that because I'm in Buffalo. And their their act is that they just get up on stage and sing. And it's it's not that good. And uh, the the main girl, their daughter, it's a family, the husband, the wife, and the daughter. And the daughter doesn't talk, but she sings. So it's the only time people get to hear her. The mother is a psychopath who murders her way around around the circuit. And the father has PSD from the war, and he can't even look at blood. So when they when they go to a place to take over the house, to, to live there to, for the, the time, she has to kill everybody. They have to blindfold them first, so we're sitting at the table. And the daughter's just sitting there eating, and she's killing them along, and she's photographing the whole thing as it goes, because she's an artist. And the movie is hilarious in intentional ways. Not unintentional. It's very it's funny in a very dark comedy way. There's okay. real there's real magic in the world. And one of the people that like is at the carnival can cut his fingers off and sew them back on and they work again. That's his little trick. Because okay. he's stolen some magic. And it all comes together in very unexpected ways. All right. 
and it's it's a it's like a short not a short movie it's like hour and a half you like it but it's it it has real style to it that i don't see other movies have this direct these this family directs and writes these movies together last year they had a movie called hellbender that i thought was really great and i think this was maybe even better so they're really establishing themselves as independent horror like uh kings oh okay because they're two for two on their last two movies i think on, on some of the best movies of the year a hellbender is a lizard a salamander lives it's, around here it's also a movie about a young girl who wants to dabble in witchcraft and overtakes her family with it it's pretty great that was the craft was it starring was the plot of the craft? About, no but yeah. <laughs> that's a movie about witchcraft and nev campbell and nev campbell and robin tunney yep who was the fourth one uh she was somebody she was somebody i don't know who it is either i don't so. know her name it's gonna kill me because it's I somebody can, i know hmm Oh well. oh, well. Three out of four. That's almost passing. Three out of four ain't bad, as Meatloaf didn't say. What did he say? Two out of three ain't bad. Oh. Three out of four is even better. That should, that should have been the response song, like how Liz Fair had an entire album to respond to Exile on Main Street. Do they still they still do response songs, right? Yeah, I think rap does. Okay. So I do want you to watch Where the Devil Roams, because I think you're going to like it, because it's so stylish and so well done. And it has it's a little slow at the beginning, but it builds to, like, complete insanity and then the last act is completely completely insane it's the best final image in horror this year the most memorable one where when it ended i stood there staring at the screen like huh this okay. was pretty great see, all right i'm gonna see you're putting a lot of movies now on this list that i want to watch yeah, 10 of them well you've seen five of them already uh, yeah that's true i have why did i pick the worst one on this list which one the worst one well when evil lurks oh that's what you mean by worst. Yeah, that's what I mean worst. So to recap, Gabriel's top 10 horror movies for 2023. Brooklyn 45 on Shudder. Evil Dead Rise, which is probably on Max now, but it was in theaters. Godzilla Minus One, still in theaters at the time of this recording. R.I.P. Andrew Brower. Moon Garden, available on VOD. The Outwaters on Screenbox. Summoning Sylvia, available on VOD. Talk to Me. Don't know where it's streaming but uh, you can get it on VOD. It was in theaters. Visitors on Screenbox, When Evil Lurks on Shutter, and Where the Devil Roams on VOD. Pretty diverse year. What's VOD? Video on Demand. What you watch on Vudu is all the movies I bought on Video on Demand. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's where you can rent them. Oh, okay. I've never rented. I just buy. Yes. I don't know why. I don't actually own it. I should go buy the DVDs. You know, <laughs> if they still make DVDs. I don't know. They do. I don't. I don't know if I believe that. So this was a, a good year for horror, and surprisingly, because again, most of those half those movies came out in the second, not even the second half of the year. I think four of those movies came out after Halloween, which is not normal. Oh no! I remember you talking about that. I couldn't believe how sparse October was, and then late November hit, and I was like, there was like three weeks where visitors were the devil roams when Evil Lurks and Godzilla minus one came out, all in three weeks in late November, early December. Like that's weird. Because none of them are Christmas movies, so it's not like they were being saved for that. And none of them were pushed forward to do it during spooky season. So weird to me. Yeah, like, I get it. This was a weird year. Although we talked about in the recent episode, we talked about Cobweb and how weird it was. It just got dumped on Barbenheimer weekend in the middle of summer. That was a weird day. Why is that just coming to? out in October when the nothing was in theaters? And like, it would have done, I don't know if it would have done well, but it's like, it's a nice little spooky season movie. Jumped in June? Do, do spooky movies do well in the summer usually? I don't know that they do because I don't have like a good grasp on any of them that were big hits. I don't think they usually come out then. That's why that's why Cabo was such a weird one. All right, I I don't know. I'm just curious now. I think well, talk to me was summer. 
Which is good. Oh yeah, it was. Okay. Now, this is the this is the weird part, and this has to be because of the strike. When I talked about the movies that came out to start the year, there were some giant hits. Megan, giant hit. Knock at the Cabin, big hit. Scream Six, giant hit. Cocaine Bear, hit. Renfield bombed. Oh, Post, yeah. Post Exorcist, hit. Skinnerink, giant hit compared to what it cost. Those all came out in the first four months of the, the year. Almost nothing's coming out in the first four months of 2024 because of the actor strike. And the well, that's that's true for everything. Isn't I know, it? but it's like they're going to miss their season that became like you know the early parts of the year suddenly became like a hot horror season. Was is well maybe studios are sitting on something and they just haven't released them yet. <laughs> Potsy. Potsy. Yeah, not a Ponzi. Night Swim comes out in January. That's about that's about that's the killer, the goat, the haunted swimming pool movie. Everybody wants to make fun of that when I think it's a great premise. I, I'm still not sure. I saw the trailer, but it's been so long. All I remember is the kitty saying that it was a haunted swimming pool. It is a haunted swimming pool. Okay, and I'm very excited about that because it's, I don't remember the trailer. I remember not liking it, but I'm excited now because of that. What makes me excited is that a haunting swimming pool movie sounds like something that I have to watch for my work. But it's something they're going to make everybody watch in theaters. I can't wait. <laughs> because that that sounds like the plot. Like, I watch Man Gets Stuck in Bathroom movies. You got a killer swimming pool movie? Fantastic. I saw the one where Colin Farrell had to hang out in the phone booth. Well, Pete, we talked before about how both of our greatest fears growing up were getting our fingers caught in the grate in the, in the swimming pool at school. Yeah. But do you remember why? It's not just because oh, you tried no. it. Yes. Not because I accidentally stuck my fingers there. The temptation. That was my fear. Well. I told you, and it's so true, and I feel it right now sitting here, like I'm equal parts, I'm terrified that's going to somehow happen, and equal parts, I have to do it. And that's the scariest part to me, is that I know what will happen, but I have to do it. I told you I did it, right? Yes. And I, fingers, I was very jealous. My fingers kind of got stuck, and it's still I can remember that feeling of terror, like, like oh no, I die like this, and I wasted by my own petard. I, was, I wanted to do it so bad. I remember thinking, too, I'm like, I don't know if it was worth it. Like, as I, you know, died, like, would it have been worth it? And I want to point out why I was afraid of it. Because the first time they let you in the pool, when I was in, like, fourth grade or third grade, whatever year I was when we had the pool at school, they said, everybody, make sure you do not put your fingers in that grate down there. And I'm like, why would you tell me that? I remember I wouldn't that. even know one was down there. But now I have to do it. And I never did. And I wanted to. I still still do. Yeah. Well, now, like I told you, I've tried it as an adult. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm grown up. My fat fingers don't fit in that grate anymore. Which is why they tell you children, and they don't tell you as an adult when you go to a pool. They don't say, don't stick your hand in the grate. Now, if you're going to lead off with don't stick your hand in the grate, there has to be a story there. Oh, of course. <laughs> That's the one you remember. Not the running, don't run on the pool deck. Don't, yeah. no jump, no splashing. No, it's the one where the kid drowned at the bottom of the pool because he stuck his fingers in the grate. <laughs> I just, uh, you can feel the word again hanging off the end of his sentence you sure can yeah so that was the top 10 yeah they all sound actually pretty good yeah they sound pretty good out of all the movies you put together a pretty good list i'm impressed now we're gonna sit back for seven minutes and listen to that intro again oh boy i'm kidding all right we'll see you next week for the scare value awards